Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Gruber. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason Mefford. And I am Kathy Gruber. And I don't want to have this conversation, but we're you going don't? to. We're going to so, have this conversation. We're going to have this conversation. <laughs> this is a conversation that I, I try not to be, <laughs> I was just, I try not to be critical. Okay. That's totally wrong. That's wrong. I'm very critical. I'm critical in a way that I want to help people grow and evolve and change. I'm not just critical for the sake of being critical. And, you know, I do a lot of speaking. I recently found myself at a talk somewhere in the country and uh, got to listen in on one of the other speakers in a breakout session, which I don't normally get to do. And this gentleman's topic was very similar to mine. So I was like, oh, cool, I'm gonna learn some stuff. Oh no. It was probably one of the worst talks I've ever seen for so many reasons. And I thought there's a lot of speakers out there or a lot of people who are aspiring to be speakers. So in using the example of what not to do, we can get better. So I thought we'd talk about that today. Well, I think it's a great topic because, you know, it's it's funny. There's when you talk to people, a lot of people, they really want to become a speaker or a writer. But mm -hmm. at the same point, professional speaking is like the scariest thing for most people, right? They want to do it, but they're scared to do it and they don't want to put themselves out there. And there's a lot of people that kind of, you know, tell you what you have to do and how you have to be all this polish and other stuff. And I don't know if we're going to get there anyway too, but people just want authenticity, you know, especially today. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those, again, where people are afraid to public speak more than they're afraid to die, which to me is always crazy. But anyway, yeah. so so let's get in. And I, and I know, you know, for me, I do the same thing as a speaker. When we watch other speakers, we're not looking for the content. We're like, oh, I really liked how they did that. Oh, that was a great callback. Oh, did you see how they did that? Right. Yeah. So we're kind of taking notes to try to help improve ourselves yep. as well. But I know I have sat through a lot of those things where it's a good thing I didn't have a gun with me. Right. Because, Seriously. Because yeah. sometimes it's like, you know, poke my eyes out, you know, you know, I can't hear this anymore, you know, stick a pencil in my ear kind of thing because it's just so boring and so bad. And so again, not to be critical of this person per se, but just to talk about some of the mistakes a lot of people who speak yeah. make, right? So that you can improve yourself and make it much more enjoyable mm -hmm. learning experience for other people that you're talking to, right? Exactly, exactly. So right off the bat, so let me just give you the, the big picture overview. Um, he had an hour to speak. It was like 50 minutes to an hour. And the first 10 minutes was, let me tell you who I am. Everybody guess where I'm from. Um, here's an overview of what we're going to talk about. And when you have a certain number of things, like here are my five pillars. If you have to go to your notes and say here, so here are my five pillars. Uh, let's see. What was I going to say? Um, oh, okay. So the five pillars are. <laughs> you don't know your shit. <laughs> and then don't tell me you've been speaking about this since the early 2000s. Because to me, as an outsider, not knowing the speaker at all, I would have thought this was his first talk. 
So he wasted at least the first 10 minutes say, telling stories about his dogs and blah, 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 that had no bearing on the content that he was going to give us. So to me, it was verbal masturbation. And my question always is, why are you telling me this story? And when I do my talks, I share a lot of personal anecdotes, a lot of personal stories, not because it's like, hey, I'm an only child, you have to look at me because you're already looking at me, I'm doing the talk, but because there's some lesson in there. It's an example of something stupid I did or an exchange I had with a client or group of clients that I turned into one big client um, to lead forward the story. So the first thing this guy did was waste 10 to 15 minutes of just blah, 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 bullshit. Then he was completely nonlinear. He was all over the place. Um, then with about 10 minutes left, he did his sales pitch of here's how you can work with me. I'm going to pass around this clipboard. Um, then he took questions and you know, it's bad when the first question is how much coffee did you have today? Really? That was the first question. That was the, the first audience? question. That was the first question. Not because he was, cause I speak fast and I get enthusiastic about what I'm saying. He was so disjointed. <laughs> He jumped from point to point to point and then would go back. I mean, it was so nonlinear. I couldn't understand a word this guy was saying. Then with two minutes left, he said, okay, let me get into the last two pillars. And we all kind of went, what? We Half the room got up and left. So it was time management. It was know your content. And then I'm a visual kinesthetic learner. I love PowerPoint. I will never stop using PowerPoint because people like to see something on the screen. They like to see what you're talking about written down or in a graph. And so at one point he grabs the big win, loser, draw tablet and he starts to draw this thing, which he didn't know all the info for, which was a little disturbing. Um, and he goes, okay, I'm gonna be nice and, and draw this out for all of you. And I'm thinking, okay, you've just offended half the room because we're visual learners. And he made this big deal, but I'm not a PowerPoint guy. And I'm thinking, you seem lazy my interpretation. So I get through this whole talk and I was like starting to get actually angry at how bad this was because it was terrible content. He, he gave, maybe gave us one usable thing uh, in an hour talk. It was a sales pitch. He bragged about how long he's been doing this and how much work he does. And I thought maybe I'm just being critical. As another speaker, maybe I'm just simply being hypercritical. And I bumped into someone who was in my talk he stopped me and said, oh my God, your talk was so great. Thank you so much. One of the best speakers I've ever seen. I said, oh, did you happen to see the other similar you know, topic talk this afternoon? And he goes, no, but my boss did. He said it was one of the worst things he's ever seen. And he's not critical of anybody. And I went, okay, thank God. Not thank God that everybody thought this guy was bad, but it kind of validated my ability to critique without just being hypercritical. So that was the broad overview picture of my experience with the speaker. And it was, uh, it's an hour I'm not going to get back. Basically. Well, and, and so let's, so let's take that apart again, right? Because I didn't, I didn't, luckily, I didn't have to sit through this, right? Oh. <laughs> but, but, but let's just go back to the, the basics of why you speak, right? So again, it's, if you've got an hour, you know, you're, you're there to help impart some knowledge, impart, uh, you know, motivation, transformation in people, get, get people to leave the room better than they came in, right? I mean, that's really your job as a speaker. Yep. And so just from the numbers that you kind of rattled off, he spent over half the time trying to either say how great he was or to sell you on something. And again, that's a, it's a standard 
a lot of people are taught this because again, you know, as a speaker, you make usually more of your money on the back end than you do on the front end, right? And so there's usually some upsell or something, some offer to work more with you. And again, sure. some people do a horrible job at that. Um, there's sleazy ways of doing it. There's other more subtle subconscious ways to do it for the people that are much more skilled at it. But ultimately at the end of the day, right, he wasted people's time by not actually giving them something that was coherent. Because that's the other thing you said, right? It, it was not very linear. And again, hey, all, all speeches and what you're doing doesn't have to be all linear, right? That's the beauty of things like callbacks. Yeah, and embedded the, the loops. comedians use yep. and, and the embedded loops that we use as speakers because you want to keep bringing people along in the journey and that's fine. But again, when you do that callback or you close that loop, then people are like, Oh, I get it. Right. Because it, it, it brings it, it brings it back home. So I, you know, I think one of the things is if, if, if you're getting up on stage, if you're speaking to people and your intention is to share how great you are, then you're one of the worst speakers already because that's yeah. not the purpose for why you're supposed to be there. Well, and yeah, and to that point, it wasn't even so much how great I am. It was, let me tell you my life story, and, which is fine if that has something to do with what you're saying, but to, to spend two minutes, because to me, two minutes is precious. I over deliver so much content people can't even keep up with the content that I deliver. I've actually had people say, oh my God, you're giving us way too much. That's, that's a good problem. To waste two minutes on, who can guess where I'm from? And we had a whole audience discussion about that. And I'm thinking, why are you asking us this? I will maybe say, hey, I grew up in Pittsburgh. I'm a huge football fan. And then use that as an example of how visualization works, of how the, you know, the field goal kicker visualizes the uprights, da 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 I don't like everyone guess where I'm from. Come on, guess, you know, and it's to me, that's a time waster. And that means that you don't have anything to say. Because if you actually have content that you want to share, you don't have time to waste 30 seconds saying everybody guess where I'm from. You know, so it was, it was a time. So know your time, fill your time. Don't wing it and expect that you are going to be able to fill that hour. Cause you're going to find yourself at 35 minutes going, oh shit, I'm out of my content rehearse it a couple of times so you know how long it takes. I know how long my talks will take and I can adjust in the moment because I've been doing it long enough for an hour, for 45 minutes, for an hour 15, I can expand stories. I can bring stories down. I can add another technique. I can, you have to know how to juggle that as a speaker. And if you don't have enough actual content to fill an hour, you better find some more fucking content and not do quizzes on where you've been from or where'd you travel to, or, you know, it's like, it's just a time waster. And these people came to learn something, not where you were from. That's not on the, the docket of what they wanted to learn. So timing, know your timing. Well, you're there to serve, right? Yeah. So, so again, I mean, I know you and I know lots of professional speakers and there are a lot of them that are there for their ego. Mm -hmm. They like to talk and they, like having people have to listen to them talk okay uh -huh. um you know but again you're there to serve and provide something of value now the interesting thing too that you brought up too about the um the uh the, the board 
right? When he when he said, you know, I'll make this easy for for I'll be nice. I'll be I'll a be, nice. I'll guy. be nice. I'll be a nice guy. Okay. Is <sighs> is you know one of the sayings is what you do to one you do to all. Um, that was one of the mm. things that I was taught early on. So what you you know again imagine yourself up in front of you know, 500 people, whatever it is, right? What you do to one person in that audience, you are doing to everyone else in that audience. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, running off the stage, giving high fives or shaking people's hands, you, you can't shake all 500 people's hands. <laughs> but if you do it to a couple of people uh -huh. and everyone else in the audience, because we're a collective group in that container, yeah. feel like you did it to them. And That's so if point. you make fun of somebody, then you're making fun of everyone. Now, if yeah. you're a stand-up comedian, there's a reason for doing that, okay? Sure. So so that's that's not what I'm talking about. There's a reason in that situation, but for most people when they're speaking, it's not what you're there for. Yeah. And so the same thing, you know, expressing appreciation or giving compliments or listening to other people as they're as they're explaining something if you've asked mm -hmm. a question what you do to one you do to all and so sometimes i've, I've done this and it's uh, <laughs> on some of the speeches where i'll bring somebody up like to help me do something right yeah and then at the end i'm like you know thank you for doing that and i open up my wallet and i give them a 100 bucks and the person's like are you serious i'm like yeah i'm serious you know take the money <laughs> thank you right wow um and when you do that again why do i do that well it's Obviously, I'm grateful for it. But again, I want to give something to the audience. So when I give something, mm -hmm. right, to even just the one person, everyone else can feel that, Yep. right? Because that's the important thing. It is you are there to serve as a speaker. Mm -hmm. and, and if you're not serving and making people feel better, then you're not doing your job. Yeah. Yeah. So the lesson from that is for anyone that's listening, if you're ever in an audience with Jason, <laughs> make sure and volunteer. <laughs> I'm going to follow you around the country and take every freaking hundred bucks you have now. Um, and, and what's interesting is, and I've seen this, there was a speaker that used to speak when I was doing um, the naturopath conferences. And he was one of everybody's favorite speakers. He was very funny. He was very charismatic. And I would see him getting carried away with the humor. And, and I don't know how I can explain this. Huh. It, it, it's just something you see and you go, oh, wow, that just went completely awry. So like they'd say something funny and everybody would laugh. And then they'd say another thing that was funny and then everybody would laugh. And then they'd say another thing that was funny. And the next thing you know, they're just kind of going down this rabbit hole of one-liners one that begin to not be all that funny. And so what when I do my ego state talk, and for those of you, we've talked about ego states multiple times, those different parts inside of ourselves. And Mike Mandel talked about this on his show as well. So when I'm speaking, you get my professional speaker, you get my performer jester, and you get my librarian that stands off to the side and kind of make sure I'm on time and make sure everyone's paying attention. And what is my next slide and where did I put my clicker down and that kind of thing. Um, this guy kept shifting into, into jester and then kind of losing himself in that. So he said something and then he went, right, Marianne? I'm making that name up. And she kind of went, wait, what? Yes, and professor. He, <laughs> right, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know why that popped in. Uh, I was just talking to a friend named Marianne. That's why. Um, you know, isn't that right, Marianne? Oh, did you say something? Oh, it's an inside joke between us. Okay. Uh, you know, and he started to get all hyper and like kind of explain himself about how this was this personal joke with this person that he knows because she hires him to do this stuff. And he just kind of got lost in that ego state for a second. And we're all kind of standing there going, we don't, we don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that's okay. That's right. We can have an inside joke. And, you know, he kind of went down that, that, that ego state trail of suddenly we were all completely excluded from what he was doing. And he got lost in this either uncomfortableness or gesture personality or whatever it was and had this moment with this person that he knew to the exclusion of all the rest of us. Now you can do that if it's a brief thing, but he just took it to the you know, conclusion and then try to get us all back. And we're all sitting there going, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. What you do to one, you do to all. <laughs> yeah. There you go, right? I mean, yeah. So. Yeah. And he was using other people's content, which is fine, but then he didn't fully know the content. So he's like, remember that book, blah, blah, blah. You know how he talked about leaders leading from the front, leading from the side, leading from the back. And he just launches into that. I don't know what that means. And he said, who knows what that means? And like maybe a third of the room raised their hand. And he goes, okay, so you all know. And then kept on talking. And I'm sitting there going, dude, I have no bloody idea what you're saying. And then he kept repeating the same thing over and over and over again, which was not new content. It was just him recycling this other person's content, which is fine, but then explained to us what that content is. It was just, it was just disjointed and oh yeah, it was just so unpleasant. Well, and I think, you know, because with one thing on there too that that and, and I understand. I mean, I get this. I I I prepare, but I wing more, I guess, if you will, right? Yeah. Because because what, what often happens since people are so afraid of getting up in front of people um, and they're so afraid of, of making, <laughs> making a fool of themselves. It's actually funny. We, uh, we were just watching a show. It's on Amazon called Atlantic Crossing. Yeah. And it's oh. about, the, it's about, um, the Second World War, but the story effectively of the Norwegian royal family and how the crown princess came to America. They had to flee when, when the Nazis occupied. But, but there was a part where she was terrified of public speaking. She would, you know, they'd write her speeches. All she had to do was read it, but she'd, she'd get up there and she just couldn't do it, right? And they were, they were good friends with the Roosevelts, um, FDR and Eleanor. And, and I remember there was, there was one time where she actually went to Eleanor and she said, you know, I, 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 I need to do this speech for the Red Cross and help raise money for the war effort. Will you help me learn how to speak? And so, you know, Eleanor went through and kind of mentored her in it. And there was one scene in there where, you know, here you have Eleanor Roosevelt, you know, prim and proper Eleanor. <laughs> and she gets up and she just starts walking around the room, like doing all this weird stuff. And the crown princess looks at her and she's like, what are you doing? She's like, come on, follow me, do what, do what I'm doing. She's like, why are we doing this? So that you can get comfortable being embarrassed. Uh -huh. Ah, okay. You know what? When you give a speech, you're going to forget a line. You're going to do something. It's going to, it's not going to go the way that you want it to. Right. And Brian Tracy. Now, this is a guy, he's spoken uh, ahead like 5 million people. I don't know. He told me one time, he's like, you know, there's the speech you, there's always three speeches. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? And he's like, there's the speech you prepare. There's the speech you give. 
and then there's the speech you wish you'd given. Yeah. Now, how do you know whether or not you did well? Well, how close are those three together? Mm-hmm. Right. But there's always three different things because it's always going to be different, but it needs to be you as yeah. well. Right. So, totally. you know, kind of going back to the notes and, and understanding that, you know, I understand you're nervous when you're given a speech. So people prepare good thing to prepare. Mm-hmm. Some people, you know, rely on reading their slides or right. reading transcript, right? Okay, please don't read. want to say <laughs> because, because they're afraid, mm-hmm. right? And, and so the reality is you're, you're probably going to make a mistake. It's okay. But you know what? Making a mistake shows the audience that you're a real human being. Yep. And they and, are pulling for you. And you're authentic and yep. you're being yourself and they're pulling for you because they can then connect with you, mm-hmm. right? If you're a prim and polished uh, you know, person, they can't relate to you. And so being you and saying yep. what you need to say that only you can say mm-hmm. is, is going to connect with the audience. So let's, let's pull in Brene Brown. Okay. Yeah. You remember when everybody knows her now for, you know, being authentic and, and, you know, dare to lead, dare to, dare to daringly great, right. And the books and stuff like that, that she's written, but you know how she started? She was, she was supposed to do a Ted talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a Ted talk. It was a Ted talk too, which again, this is like, you, you've done oh, TED yeah. talks. You, yeah. you go in, it's a very strict format you've got to like practice and and tell them exactly what you're doing beforehand and just before she goes on she's like i don't i don't really want to talk about this i'm going to i'm just going to talk from the heart and started talking about this off you know being authentic and vulnerable and vulnerable and so she went off script which Mm -hmm. i'm sure (laughs) the ted organizers must have been shitting themselves right 20, 30, 50 million downloads of that yep. talk. Yep. Why? Because she showed up. She was herself. She said what she needed to say and what only she can say. Yeah. And in the way that Brene says it, yep. right? She's one of those two. I love her because again, you know, we're taught, well, you can't swear on the stage. Really? <laughs> I do. (laughs) I do, you know, and it's like, look at, you know, other people like her. She's authentically herself. She shows up as who she is. So, you know, instead of trying to be that stiff, you know, person that has to get through, just be yourself, let yourself come through Mm -hmm. because that's why you're there, right? You can, you deliver stuff in a way that only you can do, Kathy. Yeah. I deliver stuff in a way that only I can do. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like it. Tough. Yeah. Other people love it. So just yep. be yourself. Yeah. And to your point of screwing up, if you don't write down every word of your speech, you can't screw it up. And I've seen people do that where they clearly have written down every, they've clearly written down every, uh, and they forget what they're about to say. And it's like, you know where you were just tell your story you know i don't the only the only thing that i rely on my powerpoint for is to keep things in order yeah i do the same thing and quite frankly if the slides would pop up in a completely different order i would just go with a completely different order you know it's like i don't read i don't sometimes i tell different stories and it was very exciting i just got to speak in north carolina and 
Eric, my boyfriend, got to go with me. And what was so exciting about that is he got to see me speak in person for the first time. And he's used to hearing my talk from across the room because I'm on Zoom so much. So he's heard all of my talks ad nauseum, but he finally got to see one. And I said, how was that for you? And he said, one, it was so cool to actually see the PowerPoint that goes along with it, because normally he's not watching my screen, obviously. He goes, it was so fun to actually hear the audiences react to your jokes. He goes, because I hear you say things that I assume are funny, but he doesn't get any reaction, nor do I, because I'm sitting on freaking Zoom. He said, and it was fun to see you play with the audience and do the, your improv. He said, it was so fun to see you, you know, as we say as a coach, dancing in that moment. So don't be too over, and Nicole Garrett talked about this when we did our speaking one. Don't be too overprepared. Don't be underprepared. Be you, but don't just think you're going to wing it. And that's what this guy seemed, he seemed horribly unprepared. Um, he read from the description in the book as to what he was going to offer to give us, and he didn't give us any of it. And I mean, it was just, it was just poorly crafted and poorly executed. Um, so don't do that. There's my thing. Yeah, just don't do that. And we've been all right. So don't be the worst speaker ever. Don't be right? the worst speaker ever. So so again, we've you know if you if you have to give a speech, you know whether again even if that's a small thing in front of a group of people at work or whatever else, you know go back. We we we've given you a lot of gold right here. Okay, honestly, folks. I mean, what we've shared with you here, professional speakers pay thousands of dollars to coaches to teach mm -hmm. them how to do this okay and we're giving it to you for free on a podcast and if you contact jason he'll give you 100 bucks <laughs> oh that was something else oh that was something else that's right yeah, don't contact so, us. i mean you can contact us but we're not paying oh, you. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah please you can contact us that's right <laughs> and see even just like this right this isn't scripted no we're just being us so again, yeah. you either love us or you don't. And hey, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're just showing up being authentically us, trying to help you. Right. Because the same thing. I mean, hopefully you can understand this. If you've listened to more than a couple of our episodes, you know why we show up and do this. This is a labor of love. Right. I mean, we're here to serve you. Mm -hmm. That's why we do this. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was just because we like hanging out, and this is the only time. Well, we that's that's a side benefit too. Right? Yeah, side, side <laughs> note. Cool, excellent. So you know, if you're gonna do a talk, craft your talk, stick to the time, be respectful of the audience and what you're actually giving them. Why are you ask yourself why am I telling this story? Why am I saying this right now? Is it actually serving them, or is it verbal masturbation because I've run out of content? Um, and I think that's just you know, it's about organization at that point. Bring out your inner Capricorn. <laughs> sit down with you and organize your talk and you know for us visual learners please put some freaking powerpoint up there don't draw some half-assed picture and think that's going to work for me because it's not so that's just from my personal thing <sighs> all right oh, that's good that's i want to go do i want to go do another talk now. i do i do ready? To go do another ready? Talk. i'm ready i'm ready always ready and drop the hat cool yeah contact us if you need anything both of us can give you a, a, a speaking tips till you know forever so yeah i'm kathy groover i can be reached at kathygroover.com i'm jason mefford i can be reached at jasonmefford.com so go out have a great week and make sure to serve and if you're speaking speak from the heart uh and go back listen to this again because like i said it's gold in what we just gave you so have a great week and we'll catch you on the next episode of the fire and earth podcast see ya, see ya.